Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Dynasty League, I had the very first pick. And so I took CMC. And yeah. after one year, I was like, woohoo. Yeah. But yeah. Then, you know, yeah. it's been like, you know, stepping on landmines. Come here, buddy. You can stay in here. <laughs> Come on. You can stay. You can stay too. Gosh. I apologize. <laughs> Welcome to Belly Up Fantasy Live on this beautiful Sunday Dynasty edition, as always. Um, and we are talking the AFC South in a very hectic morning here this morning. Might have a guest show up here in a minute, guys. It, it is what it is, family life. But uh, we're going to talk AFC South. We were supposed to have another description says Brian Scott from the Injured List podcast, but uh, as Go it has it goes in the medical industry sometimes. He had an emergency surgery this morning. He's gonna put together a video for us, uh, doing an in-depth analysis of the injuries involved in involved in this uh it looks, might be some injuries going on where you are and involved involved in the, the AOC cell division uh this year. So he's gonna put that video together. It's gonna be out later this afternoon. So keep an eye out on the belly up fantasy uh Twitter. Uh, and here on YouTube, we'll we'll get it played out for you. Uh, without further ado, as always, let's go around the horn. Kevin Wilson, how are you this morning? I'm doing outstanding, Andrew, and uh, glad to be here as always. And uh, I'm looking forward to what we've got for the people here today. So we're going to bring it. Yes, we'll always bring it for you guys. That's what That's we right. do here at Belly Up. And Chase is always looking dapper down there in your bar. Uh, I put on an old <laughs> video earlier this morning to show – show the kids that you can now see my background here um you know what what daddy does in the morning on these shows and uh and my mother was in the room and saw her and she goes he's already in a bar and I, was, <laughs> and I was like well that's his basement bar she goes wow that's a nice basement bar it's too early in the morning what kind of people are you hanging out with andrew Awesome. Yeah, no, my wife's on a call this weekend, too. My wife's a doctor, too. I believe she's already delivered two babies, flown somebody out on a helicopter. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, she's had a busy weekend, too. So no no apologies, Brian, from the injured list. Do what you got to do. Take care of things on your end. But we appreciate you cooperating with us. That's right, because I've had Brian on the show once before, and he's awesome. So whatever we get from him is great. And he knows what he's talking about. He absolutely does. Yeah. All right. So anybody out there, if you can check him out on his Twitter page, make sure you do that. Or on the Injured List podcast. Yep. Take a look. That's right. All right. We're gonna. Oh, oh, there we go. All right. Oh, we we're one <laughs> man down. Man down. We're rudderless. No, we we're not rudderless. We're talking <laughs> about the we're talking about the AFC South this week. And uh, part of the reason we wanted to have Brian on this week to, uh, from the Injured List to talk about the AFC South was the the giant impact of Andrew, the injuries what in the world in is going on over there uh, he's, yeah he's, he's taking care of family <laughs> no there's a there's a giant impact of of injuries in the afc south and injuries are, there are. are there it's a fact of life no matter which team you're on no matter which sport you're on but uh you know we're talking in the afc south we're talking derrick henry's coming off a major in, injury we're talking you know you know both starting running backs for the Jacksonville Jaguars are coming off injury. We're talking about Robert Woods trying to come back from a knee injury and be a number one receiver in Tennessee. 
Uh, and even, even in Indianapolis, I mean, what's the deal with their, their offensive line? Several of them were injured last year, including Quentin Nelson, their, their all world guard, uh, Shaq Leonard, not Darius, Shaq Leonard now, um, one of the best linebackers in football. So there's a ton of injuries in there, but let's, let's start with the team that won the division last year. Cause I think they're the ones that are the, the most interesting team in the division in terms of the injury uh, angle and in terms of their fantasy angle. And that's the Tennessee Titans. So when we, when we look at the Tennessee Titans from last year, you know, they were a giant run heavy team. We had, we had AJ Brown, we had Julio Jones. We, you know, we had King Henry coming back. We thought, we thought we knew what this team was going to be. And then halfway through the year, King Henry goes down with the foot injury. And then Julio Jones never seems to be able to get on the field for them at all. And so it was basically uh, A.J. Brown and a hodgepodge for the last half of the year. But they still ended up you know, winning the division. Now, this is a team that they, they now get Henry back. He's ostensibly healthy, but you know, a foot injury to a running back, anything, I mean, anything lower in lower body, but a foot injury to the running back just seems like the kind of thing that can be can be nagging. He is getting older. Uh, they did draft Hassan Haskins out, you know, out of Michigan to to be his backup, who is also a big, physical, bruising running back. Um, what are your thoughts in terms of Derrick Henry here, Kevin, from from not just a this year fantasy standpoint, from, but from a dynasty standpoint? We, we know the kind of upside he can offer if he's healthy. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't have to catch passes to be the number one running back in the league, kind of thing, but. Are you trusting him this year coming off of that foot injury? And are you trusting him age-wise going forward here? You know, this whole division is another example of why you don't need to be drafting in July. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because right. we don't know what's going to be going on with a lot of these guys. As you mentioned, we're going to have an injury specialist come on here to, to help us navigate these troubling waters. But as far as Derrick Henry is concerned, from everything I've seen so far is that he is looking good in camp and he is back to his normal speed. And so I think going into this year, if that is in fact the case, because if you have him on your dynasty team, you're not going to move him. So you, you're pretty much you know, stuck with what you have. And from everything I've seen, you look good. It looks good. and Maybe going forward, depending on where you are, are you contending? If you're contending, there's no way you're going to do anything with Derrick Henry. You're not going to move him. You're not going to entertain any offers for him. However, if you're maybe middle of the pack or maybe below that, and Derrick Henry is, in fact, healthy, and he comes out and he's Derrick Henry, at that point, I think you might want to entertain some offers and see what kind of haul you can get going into – years in the future because as you mentioned he's not a young kid anymore and he's a guy that has been hit and hit and hit and hit because they run the football 360 times a year so that would be my strategy they they run it a ton of times a year i mean last year he was on pace for over 400 carries uh which is i mean the 378 he had in 2020 was a monster pace there you go but That's right. She obviously through, knows what she's talking about right there. So, <laughs> Through half a season, he was over 200 carries last year. Not even half a season. I mean, seven-plus games. He was through. He was over 200 carries. Yeah. And he's he seemed like years he old. was the guy that you had to have. No injury worries about him whatsoever. Right. Heavy carry total and everything else. And all of a sudden, but I, now yeah, we have I, an injury I think he's. I think he's – a gentle cautionary tale, but he's a cautionary tale against against guys that giving them the rock that many times and that often. Um, the the league has gone away from that bell cow type back uh, to more of a split, more of a committee by uh, you know, approach committee. And you know, I, I just he can't keep up a four hundred pace, a four hundred no. pace forever. He's no, twenty eight he years old, which no. is which is about. The precipice for a running maybe back. two years away from going off the rails and right and being you know in a car accident and the car's upside down in the middle you know of a river or something. But Dynasty. until that happens, 
he's a yeah. guy that you just can't move to me. And, and like I said, if you're not contending, maybe you could take some offers for him if he if he's healthy. I, I he, think, and he I played in that your... playoff game last year. Yeah. And so it's not like he we we haven't seen him on the field since he's been injured. Right. Yeah, so yeah, we know he, I like we know that he aspect play. of it. The only thing that gives me caution about the Titans is it looks like they're going to turn right back around and be in that heavy run team again because they lost their receivers. They're, you know, Robert Woods is another guy that that's, we could talk about as far as being injured. Uh, the Burke, you know, the rookie, he's had conditioning concerns and everything he's else. Got so, asthma. Uh, he's got asthma. Yeah, he's got that's asthma. The- okay. And, <laughs> and so – and, and they got Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback, which, in a fantasy perspective, in real life too, doesn't make me feel very comfortable. If I if he's my number three dynasty quarterback and a two, that'd be okay. But I, well, other than that, I, I I don't feel comfortable you know, having anything to do with Ryan Tannehill. I, I disagree with it, with you a little bit on him in terms of making him my number three in a two in a two quarterback league. I don't think he's all that bad, to be dead honest with you. But um, I, I think I think everybody, yeah, I think your point on Henry, if you're contending, hang on to him. If you're not, see if you can get something out of him. I think is is a is a good strategy to have right now, just because of his age, because he can't keep up that that pace forever. And he is starting to drop in terms of dynasty rankings. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is starting to drop a little bit in terms of his worth because of his age and because of the injury now. Uh, Now, speaking of their receivers, though, now Robert Woods coming in brand new, Traylon Burks coming in brand new. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they've still got Nick Westbrook-Akina, thank gosh. (laughs) But um, The the DFS gem that he is. Right? Robert (laughs) Woods is a guy that we've seen before. Uh, be a starting receiver in fantasy circles. Uh, And and even opposite, and I don't think because he was opposite Coop, I think even opposite Cooper Cup, uh, he was able to put up numbers where you wanted him in your lineup and you could put him in your lineup. Now he's coming to to the Titans. He's expected to be their number one guy because Burks is a rookie. I think the more seasoned Burks get, I think the more he can climb up that sort of you know, standing. But when you look at Robert Woods, uh, he's a guy that catches a ton of passes. He runs good routes. He just, he's intelligent. He gets open. And if Tannehill can get him the ball at all, and if he can show that he's come back from that knee injury uh, strong, which I haven't seen any indications to the contrary, um, we could have something with their, with their receiving court here. Uh, what do you make? Who's your favorite of the two right now? And I know we're in a dynasty format, so generally youth wins out or youth is, is a key factor. But between the two coming into this year, who's your favorite to have between the two of them, Burks or Woods? I'm going to have to say Woods. Because if you remember going into last year, there was a debate about which was the better receiver. Was it Woods or is it Cup? Right. And Cup has emphatically answered that, of course, now. but. When you look at Woods' numbers, he's gotten better with age. Right. And before he came into last season, this is what he put up, 936, 1,134, 1,219 yards for his three years before last year. And so he, if he's healthy, and from, once again, everything that I've seen, he is, he says he feels better. And he has no concern going into this year. And if that is, in fact, the case, I would have no issues taking Robert Woods because he's a receiver. And so his age and all that doesn't have nearly as much to do as we were just talking about Derek a minute ago. And so I would like him on my team because he is consistent. We know what kind of things he can do. He'll give – and the quarterback, Tannehill – He's looking for a guy that he can build chemistry with, and he didn't have any with with Burke at this point. Doesn't have any with Woods either, but I think he can build it with Woods. He's a veteran; he can trust him You're more. Two veteran guys that I think can learn. Yeah, can learn quick. Yeah, and so given if everything is as they say is healthy, I like Woods. I so like for, Woods. For, yeah, go no, go I'll, ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say for dynasty purposes, what I'm interested in in, in yeah. camp here is. 
uh, as training camp continues and preseason continues. I want to see what Burks and Malik Willis look like together because Malik Willis is obviously going to be taking over. That's uh, who will be going forward, exactly. He's going to be yeah. going forward. So if we're going to talk dynasty, I don't really necessarily care about – because I think the writing's on the wall for Tannehill. I think they made that. He's, pro- he's probably here. I mean, he's going to start this year. People have been talking about him maybe being replaced halfway through this year. So I don't know – um, how yeah. I don't th- I don't think that's going to happen, but but that just opens up the possibility that maybe this is Tannehill's last year in Tennessee, and if they like what they have in Willis, they turn it to him. So Burks, the connection between Burks and Willis may be more important sooner rather than later than necessary Woods and Willis or Woods and Tannehill. So for this year specifically, I agree. I like Woods more for this year. He's proven he's he's proven that. Um, even if he gets off to a slow start, he always shows up as long as he's healthy. He always shows up in like that week 11 and on time where he just starts going crazy. There's been multiple years where he, he just shows up and shows out uh, when you really need him to. Um, so for this year, I like Woods. But going forward, I definitely want to watch Willis and Burks and see what that connection is. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't know about that, Andrew, because if a, a young quarterback, he's going to be looking for a veteran to help him get himself established. So I, I I don't know about that. So I think that, that Woods is in good shape as long as he gets good quarterback play. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the U.K. for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And that's this year, and if it's next year with Willis, that's still the case. Here, here's my here's my take on the on the Tannehill and the quarterback situation. First off, like I said, I don't think Tannehill's all that bad from from a fantasy standpoint or from a real life standpoint. I think he gets a little maligned. He's not a superstar, but he's solid. He's he's a solid uh, you know player, and I I'm, I don't think people have to worry about him you know quite as much as as they do. I mean. He was quarterback 12 on a year last year. That's a start. He's not that, he's not that bad, but for a contending team and they are a contending team, they won their, they won their division last year. They're a contending team this year. They're not going to switch quarterbacks halfway through the season unless something goes catastrophically wrong. Yeah, no, so I, agree. I, I'm, I am not worried in, in fantasy circles. Now I like Willis. I've got a couple of shares of Willis in dynasty across my, across my rosters. Um, I like him going forward, possibly. Uh, I do think that Tannehill's, you know, days are numbered in terms of his starting time in Tennessee. But going into this year, I'm not worried about about Willis taking over. So if you've got Willis no, on your, on your dynasty team, no. he's a stash for a, for a year or two down the road. I do agree with you that, that you know, Willis and Burks, they're going to have a chance to grow together. You know, uh, much like Ritter and London down in, down in Atlanta. Um, they're going to have a chance to grow together and get to know each other. But I do like your point then too, Kevin, about, you know, when you're a young quarterback, you're looking for somebody that you know is reliable. You want to throw it to somebody that you know knows what he's doing. And like we said, Robert Woods knows how to get open. He knows how to catch the football. He does. Um, so going back now, circling back around to their receivers, uh, I, I've always been a big Bobby Trees fan. I, I love Robert Woods. I've tried to get him on multiple rosters for, for multiple years now. I guess there's something about the guy that I admire uh, you know, as a football player. As a uh, professional, and, you got to admire it. He's a Oh, you have to. But from a fantasy standpoint, too, he's, just, he's one of those reliable guys. Robert Woods, Robert Woods is the anti-Tyler Lockett. You know, Robert Woods is always going to just be steady and score you some points, whereas Tyler Lockett is going to disappear for three weeks and then he's going to come out with a 38-point week and you're never going to know when that 38-point week is going to hit. Yeah. Tyler Lockett yeah, Jamar is... Chase, Jamar Chase is a classic example of that. <laughs> Tyler Lockett, I Tyler Lockett's awesome in like a best ball format, but I want a guy like Robert Woods on my on my regular fantasy roster, on my season-long yearly fantasy roster where I have to make decisions about who to start and who to sit. I like a guy like Woods at, at at least one of my receiver positions to give you that solid floor every week. And then you can pair him with a guy that's that's mercurial, like, yeah, like a chaser, like somebody like that where you know you're going to get some big hits, but at least if you've got that receiving floor coming from Woods every week, you know you're going to at least score some points. Uh, so I think he's a safe option. I don't think he's a superstar option, but 
Um, I like him better this year. Going forward, I'm excited to see what Burks can do. I've seen him go as the second receiver in a lot of drafts that I've done and a lot of rookie drafts that I've done uh, right after London. That's insane to me. The number two receiver? No. He's very very talented. Whoever's doing that, please stop it. (laughs) Well, I think the excitement behind that is that he's taking over for A.J. Brown, and I think a lot of people are thinking, well, A.J. Brown was really good, so if this guy just takes the A.J. Brown role. There's no guarantee that he is the second coming of A.J. Brown, even though we all want him to be and that we're all hoping I think he can be. But, you know. Let him show up in an exhibition game. Oh, yeah. I'm curious to see. I'm excited to see how he does this year. I do have a couple of shares of him. I don't have – I didn't take him as a second receiver overall. Uh, I like – yeah, no. I I definitely like – I like Garrett Wilson a lot more than uh, than, than Burks in terms of that role. And I know a lot of people are – are on the Chris Olave bandwagon as well with that, but I'm excited to see Burks. I am. I think I, I am really right, here. Is right here. I've been on that bandwagon since the day. I know after you like, that. I know you're an Olave guy. Yeah. yeah. This show has been pretty Olave positive for the most part. Yes, it has. <laughs> Olave, Olave, Olave. It sounds like a, you know, like a hand soap or something, but <laughs> yeah. uh, he's a top of the line hand soap to me. So be- before we put the Titans to bed here, is anybody at all excited about Austin Hooper? Other than no. him and maybe his mom? No, 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 no. I'm not. I think, I think there's there. so much, there's so much more value at the tight end position. Than he Austin had 38 Hooper. catches last year. Let's stop it. Okay. That's the number one tight end. Yeah. As an, as supposedly he had 38 the and he had 46 the year before that. And now He's I a think, long ways from, from uh, 2000, what, 19, oh, where he had yeah. 75 catches. He and was he in a good situation in, atmosphere in Atlanta. As he was going to be a great tight end or at least serviceable. And he, I want he, nothing to do with him. He came from a quarterback who likes tight ends in Matt Ryan and a good situation in Atlanta to a – general offensive cluster, you know what, in, in <laughs> Cleveland, despite their recent successes in terms of wins. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think Austin Hooper's a good tight end in real life on the field. I don't think he's a superstar, and I'm not worried about him in fantasy. In fact, uh, I've taken some shares of Chico Conquo looking uh, down the road a ways because, uh, you know, I think he seems like an athletic kind of guy, an athletic tight end who, who could be that kind of seam weapon that that teams seem to be looking for now in, in a tight end. It seems like everybody's trying to find that guy that can run the seam seam routes and be that H back type doing all kinds of you know jack of all trades uh, in terms of offense. And then they're always and they're all trying to find that guy that can block too. They're all looking for that Mercedes yeah. Lewis who can be the third tackle on the field, but then also catch you something every once in a while too. I think Austin Hooper's a good player, but I'm I'm excited. I'm more excited to see Chico Conquo down the line here. So I think we can put the Titans to bed. We can move on. Yeah, definitely. And I apologize again for being quite after in that. No, don't. Sideways hey, very quick here. You know, got to take care of business. Uh, but well, well, sorry, what were you saying something? I was going to yeah. say business starts at home. So you. Oh, yes, yes. You know, take yes. this. But there are some other interesting stories here in this division because we got the Texans, we got the Colts and the Jaguars. And, um, we, we can go to the Colts next because we, you know, we were just talking about the Austin Hooper season with Matty Ryan, and Matty Ryan now in Indianapolis creates a very interesting situation where you're – I feel like there's two camps where you, the, there's the camp that believes it's going to be a reignition to his career um, like we've seen in the past with some <laughs> with some guys <laughs> that maybe he jumped back to being fantasy relevant. Uh, but Or you think that his – more likely what we saw – his physical ability, his arm is just is dead. I, I think he's, his arm is just dead, and maybe he'll prove us prove me wrong, but I think when you watch the way the guy throws and the power and his release, I, I think that's more telling than taking a shot on maybe he's going to be rejuvenated. You don't fix muscles like that. And I think Matty Ice uh, in Indy is a fun story, but I don't think it changes the situation too much there in the fact that I think it's still the Jonathan Taylor show this year and for the years going forward. Do you guys see anybody on that offense right now that you're thinking going forward is going to become a mainstay in, in the fantasy realm? Well, I'd see, uh, as far as mainstay, Michael Pittman, the receiver, he's in his second year. And so all Matt Ryan has to do is not overthrow him. And we're, I think he is in good shape. But to answer your question about Matt Ryan, 
ever since he came, you know, you remember way back when we started, I was not high on Matt Ryan. And I am still maybe a little higher because I think, you know, you got to take into account that he was on Atlanta. Atlanta was sorry. Okay. And uh, he's going to do better this year, but he's definitely on the downside of his career. And I, I, in, in dynasty, he has little value to me. Maybe this year he has some, he has some this year. He's a starting quarterback and all starting quarterbacks have value in fantasy, especially in two quarterback leagues. But going forward, I'm not taking a whole lot of shares of Matt Ryan. No, and I mean he is he is getting older. He was not very efficient last year. Um, you know his his efficiency has dropped from when he was younger. He's he's not the talent that he was, but I think he's a he's a good veteran, and I think he can give them better play than what they saw last year between Wentz being erratic and and hurt. Um, I think I think that Matt Ryan can give them something. I mean Michael Pittman was wide receiver sixteen last year. Uh, you know. On, on a not good team. I'm big on Michael Pittman. Yeah, he shares in him all day long. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with Pittman. Too. He he's he's a good he's a good player. I think with better quarterback play, which I think Matt Ryan will give them, uh, he can be even better than that. I don't think that Michael Pittman is quite a wide receiver one yet in terms nope. of fantasy purposes. I and think he's maybe he's not, but he's he's right there. He's one. If he's not one A, he's one B. But no, yeah, he's, he's he's definitely their numbers. Their number one wide receiver. I don't know if he he's had a eighty eight catches last of year of Carson Wentz. Yeah. That puts him at one B. But if yeah, if if he gets better quarterback play, which like I said, I think Ryan gives him Michael Pittman could be fun and exciting. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody. Uh, they they are not going to turn the reins over to anybody but Jonathan Taylor in terms of their, their offensive identity. Like, they yeah. have to run. They have to run that, that offense through Jonathan Taylor. He's the they best player. To. He's they the best player on their to. team. He's the best offensive player on their team, especially at the skill positions. Uh, and he has just shown that he can be that kind of a rare talent that can handle that kind of workload. He didn't catch a ton of balls in, in college. And I watched him in college. I'm a Wisconsin fan. I was psyched to see him go to, you know, to the, yeah. He had 40 catches last year. Yeah, 40. but he has shown that he can catch the football. He, um, Yeah, I think he caught more passes last year than he caught in his entire college career, to be dead honest with you. I'd have to double-check those numbers, but I would put Yeah, so that, that's, that's all. Any issues you had with him, right. he can't catch balls wrong. He, in fact, did. And they have a pass-catching running back in Naheem mm-hmm. Hines. In fact, that's about all the value that Naheem Hines gives you is that he catches passes. But when you look at the fact that now Jonathan Taylor doesn't have to come off the field on third down, he can keep he can keep, you know, running, running and catching. Uh, that's that's an intriguing prospect, and I, there's a reason he's been going basically the consensus number one overall in in redraft. If I'm in redraft, he's my pick at number one. Oh, oh no easy. No you can't after last what? season. You can't not do that. But and, I'm glad and, you brought up. I was say, I'm glad you brought up Naeem Hines before we get off of him because I, I do think that is where that's a guy that Matt uh, Matt value <laughs> Matt Ryan could bring value to uh, because I think there will be some checkdowns and I could see two, some two running back sets being done and I'm thinking back to the days where he had Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman and Tevin Coleman was making a name for himself as the pass catching back I don't see why Naeem Hines can't have. Um, similar if not more success with Matt Ryan at the helmet. I mean, it's all going to obviously come down to the play calling. Like you said, I don't think there is a reason to take Jonathan Taylor off the field on third down, but if they can get some two back sets uh, set up on that offense, I think that could one help Matt Ryan with protection and two create some options where Naeem Hines does become valuable. Right. I'm not, I'm not jumping on Naeem Hines. Uh, yeah. You know, though, because uh, to be dead honest with you, maybe in, I mean, in best ball, if you're in best ball, give him a shot. Just, yeah, he could sure. almost explode for a couple of yeah, a couple of touchdowns in a game or something. But they had the same amount of receptions last year, basically the same amount of targets. I think Hines was targeted like six more times than Taylor was all year. As the receiving back, he was targeted yeah. six times more all year, less than one every other game. And sure. the about the only value he offers is the receiving portion of what Taylor already gives you. Now, mm-hmm. if Taylor goes down, okay, maybe maybe we see a little bit more on an Ihe Hines, but they then you know are they going to turn but to somebody you're like you're not Tyson giving Williams? him the ball to run with it. So no. if, if something happens to to Jonathan, no, the whole the whole the whole thing is going to come into a complete stop. They got nobody else to give yeah. the ball to. 
Hines is not a handcuff. He's, no, definitely not a, not a handcuff. But he does carry no. some individual. He does. He carry does some individual because he catches the football, and especially if you're PPR. Yeah, he carries some right. value as like a running back. Like I said, in best ball, and yet the 25th pick or whatever, however many picks there are in best ball, I'm in, involved in one of those. I'm going to find out how many picks there are in best ball. But uh, if you're like 20th pick or something, and he's there. Give him a shot. So yeah, what sure. do we make of what do we make of Alec Pierce, the wide receiver? I, he's, I, he's, so I right now he's third on their depth chart, but you're talking about a guy coming from Cincinnati, six three, two eleven, and he and he comes in with with a ton of of you know college cred, uh, and I it seems to me the longer we go on, the more I hear about him, the more that people mm-hmm. are kind of getting excited to see him and and. I'm wondering. I don't have a ton of shares of him, but I think it's just because he's been falling to the wrong, the wrong spot in drafts. Where I'm looking for something else in that area. I've already, the the superstar receivers from this year, yeah. from this rookie class, have already gone, and now you're starting to look at okay, do I want to take one of the one of the top tight ends? Do I want to get a grab a McBride or a Dulcich that's been falling about in that same area? Um, yeah. So I don't have a ton of shares of Alec Pierce, but I like Alec Pierce. He was good at Cincinnati. What do you guys make of him? Yeah, I like Alec Pierce too. What I, what I also like about Alec Pierce is that uh, I'm not 100% sold on Paris Campbell, who's in front of him. On the no, team. I was looking. So, yeah, you're right, Andrew. I was looking at Paris Campbell. He is a non-factor. And he's going way too high in drive. I forget, I forget. He is. I forget the exact ADP of where he's going right now, but I just I love in the drafts that I've been in and the mock drafts that I've been in, every time Paris Campbell comes off the board, I just I keep making the same face. It's, it's something like a huh, <laughs> like okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> a pretty good face. Andrew. Somebody because likes that dude. I was yeah. going to talk about him. I wrote him down on my notes and yeah. I looked at his stats and I erased his name. I'm like, no, I'm not talking about him. Are, are you taking Lamade Zacchaeus in all of your drafts from from the Falcons? Because I mean. You're talking about the number two wide receiver for Matt Ryan you know, from a Matt Ryan offense, and I don't see a whole lot of difference between the two of those guys, Zacchaeus and Campbell, in terms of their their exactly. abilities and in terms of what they've shown us thus far in their fantasy careers. Like I said before, at a certain point, a dude is what we think of him and what we've seen from him. Uh, yeah, I'm in terms of their receiving core. I like Pittman. I don't have a ton of shares of him, but again, I think that's just because of where he tends to fall, and I'm not going to reach for him. And exactly. he's not definitely not. I'm not reaching for him, but I'll definitely take him and be if he's happy. around. If he's around at the right price, I like Michael Pittman. Yeah, I'll have him as my. Wife I am not. I am nowhere. If he's there, him. maybe the third round. Yeah, but, I'm down. Yeah, Paris Campbell can can remain hanging out. He can. Yeah, his no, money. no. For him, and I'm sure he's a good person. You no, know, he needs to be under. You know, one of those guys that's underneath the bridge. Okay. Yeah. With a sign out in front of him. So, no, 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 no. But Alec Pierce might be one of those guys from this draft, yeah. from this rookie draft that we look back on and say, you know, everybody wants these shiny new Cadillacs that are up that are up top, and we all are looking at the Londons and the Burks and the Olaves. Yeah. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the U.K. for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And there's been a ton of run on Sky Moore being good. And, and everybody's excited to see Christian Watson in Green Bay. They're all getting all this press. And then Alec Pierce is just coming along. And he's just proven that he's a steady, good. He could be a, he could be a Robert Woods type. So he could be. That's so steady. Just keep scoring points. Keep catching the football. He may, and, yeah, he may yeah. not be the Julio, early Julio Jones. But he could be that guy that we look back on and say he was a great value in this draft. Compared to some of the other guys, 
Yeah, well, and like I said before, I think the main reason why he is is because of his path to success in Indy when Paris Campbell is the only guy standing in your way of that. And, you know, your Michael Pittman injury (laughs) away from even more value, like probably becoming the number one receiver over Campbell if Pittman were to go down. Like, that's good value to have. Um, And especially if he's going unhurt, like kind of not unknown, but if he's slipping because people just aren't thinking about him. And they're gonna and they're gonna reach for a sky. And I've been in, and involved in some drafts, and no one's thinking of him. Yeah, I'm happy no to one. take him at massive value and take that shot because he, especially now. Now, the one thing that does worry me about long longevity of him and Indy that I want to see what they're gonna do is because Indy is kind of set themselves up here where they're in limbo as far as their future quarterback situation. Um, they're not. They're set up to be good enough this year where they're probably gonna be out on some of these this massive. Well, at least this touted QB class uh, right. that is supposed to be the, the best in years coming out, which we've heard before. So, I mean, at the same time we're hearing that, then at the same time we're hearing the most um, non-QB positional players are up for the Heisman this year. So, I mean, you would think it was the best QB class, that it should be all QBs. So, I don't know, take it as you wish. But you but, are right, though. You are right. But they're, they're, they're going to probably, probably – yeah, they're going to probably fall 15 or later in the draft order in the first round. Yeah, if, they, if, like, if they're – if they're but, earlier than 15th, what a massive failure this season was. For them. Right. They, well, I, and th- yeah. here's the thing is they need to now be – they need to be competitive and, and they need to challenge for a Super Bowl now. Because That's right. Of, sure because they, of you don't make move for Matt got, Ryan you, and don't make the playoffs. Because you're, you're top that two. They don't have – yeah, his backup is Nick Foles, and Nick Foles is a spring chicken. And Nick <laughs> no. Foles is not anybody's quarterback in the future. Maybe I Nick think Foles he's like a couple years younger than I am. So no, right? So. But Nick Foles is everybody's backup quarterback of the now. We've yeah. seen him come in as a backup quarterback and win a Super Bowl. Uh, everybody is excited to have that kind of guy as your backup. But look at your situation now, Indianapolis. You've mm-hmm. got. You've, yeah, you've got somebody who's who's my age at your at your quarterback position, and somebody not a whole hell of a lot younger as your backup, and you are in a good position to not be be able to pick one of these highly touted yeah. guys coming out next year. Where are you going? I, I think that they was one of the reasons. They need to take a that, shot on someone this year, so they right? at least had someone they could be working on to develop to kind of start planning. And remember, they were connected to the Baker May, some of the Baker Mayfield rumors mm-hmm. and things like that. They sure were. On. Baker they himself were. wanted to go there. It could have. It would have bought them a couple more years. There, yeah, because who who wouldn't want to go there if you've got Jonathan Taylor at running back? Yep. And then you got Michael Pittman. Both and of they, them. They may, I, don't, I don't know the whole situation. That obviously, I wasn't in the room where it happened, but <laughs> I wouldn't have been out on Baker Mayfield even after signing Matt Ryan because Baker is yeah. so much younger than Matt Ryan. You would have had a succession plan in place to take over. But yeah, they're they're going to have to contend now and this year. And, um, and they're not another. <laughs> they're another team before we get to our, our ad break here. They're yes. another team just like that team down south in, in Tennessee where they've got a not so necessarily intriguing option as their starter at tight end, but mm-hmm. they've got a rookie. They've got a guy they drafted this year, Jelani Woods, who could be fun going forward. What do you guys make of their tight end situation before we hit the Manscaped uh, ad? Well, as long as we're not getting too crazy about the uh... – yeah, Mo Alley Cox. Okay, <laughs> he's got one good game in him every year. One good. Well, game. and that, and that's the frustrating thing is what is he six seven? I think. I know he's he's huge. absolutely gigantic. Yeah, he's six five. According okay, to, six know, five and but he got twenty four passes a year ago and thirty one right. a year before that. So right, he's, so. he's he seems like he's such an intriguing guy, but he just never seems to put it together. Now, Kylan Granson, I'm not worried about him either. You know, 6'2", 242, he's, you know, he might be quick, but he's not, that's just not the kind of guy that is your your number one starting tight end type here. But Jelani Woods is 6'7", uh, 6'7", 253. I'm, I'm intrigued because we know that Matt Ryan actually will throw to the tight end. Yes. He's not a Russell Wilson. That's right. He will. He will. He will. And, he, and he threw to, he made Hooper 
that have that that big year, his really one only year where right. he he's the one who more, turned Austin with, Hooper into Austin Hooper he, with yeah. more with more weapons on offense than he has now as a whole. Yes, Austin Hooper can thank Matt Ryan for the money oh, that he's right. made. Well, last I, think, year. I think Woods, yeah, I think absolutely. Woods so he, he needs to send him a Christmas present every year. I think Woods Woods has a place in this offense, a role, because I I do think – look, Moelle Cox, even when they had um, uh, Jack Jack Doyle, Doyle. Jack Jack Doyle was the receiver, Moelle Cox was the blocker. Like that's kind of the way it goes. I I, I could see that being the same thing now and and Woods coming in and and taking over that receiving role from Moelle Cox. And like you said, Matt Ryan will use his tight ends. It, It makes sense. I don't. I don't care who it is. If if I if I'm the quarterback thrown into the red zone, I, I like to have someone down there who's six up. Yeah, you can see yeah. over everyone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Let's hear from our sponsor, and then we'll get to the bottom half of this division here. Let, after let's hit Manscaped and just real quick because my kids are fantastic and I love them, and they <laughs> were popping in here, but they are now downstairs watching me on the TV. Hello, Everly. Hello, Drew. <laughs> hey guys, let's get to Manscaped. Hey you. Yeah you. Got Bush? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. Taking control of your bush is important. These products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free yard. It's a fact that you will have the best kept nut sack on the coldest sack. Stay big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using the discount code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Whether you're looking to go bald like an eagle or just in need of a safe trim, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full-body grooming game. The grooming package I highly recommend is the Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package is the Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is a bush worst nightmare. With a Performance Package purchase, you get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. They have a bunch of other products on their website, too, to help you maximize your confidence and grooming game. So that's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. It's time to level up your game from the Amazon to the Amazon with the ultimate bushwhacking tool from Manscaped. So one more time, that's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com today. Alrighty, and we're back. You know, I was just sitting here during that ad thinking as we've gone through the Colts and the Titans now, just remembering how wide open this division is this year. Like, this is between the Texans, Jaguars, Colts, and Titans. Sure, the Colts and Titans should be the two that are in the race to be winning this division. Uh, But we've also laid out some some very plausible scenarios where they don't live up to expectations at all. And this division could be one of those divisions that's, you know, the – you know, you're seven and nine, uh, what is it now, seven and ten or eight and nine uh, type playoff team comes out of this division. Uh, so it does create an interesting uh, landscape for fantasy value. Uh, so I'd say we, we, we jump to the Jacksonville Jaguars next because there's, okay. you know, the Urban Meyerless Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> yeah. uh, which, which what I like about the Jaguars this offseason is that it does seem like there is a universal, or at least mostly universal, opinion on them that. We're not out on Lawrence yet. We're not out on anybody on this team yet. We're not writing the Jaguars off because we are just blaming last year on Urban Meyer as a whole and everybody, which I like to see that we're not giving up on these guys because they have some talented pieces on this team that could show up this year and really become a factor for your team. And look, they could show up and make a difference in the NFL and be a factor in the NFL as a team, as, as, as just in real life. So the Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock now. We got Trevor Lawrence. We got Trevor, Travis Etienne finally. Uh, you know, going to see the feel as an NFL player, um, which I've been a big Etienne fan. I've been wavering Clemson back Tigers. Robinson. Clemson Tigers. I've been wavering back towards Robinson a bit now because it sounds like he's healthy and everybody, all the coaching staff seems to be pumping his tires a bit. Still wouldn't shock me, though, if he were to be on a different team come year end. Uh, but either way, fantasy-wise, James Robinson will be a starter somewhere at some point in the next three years and still be able to be very useful to you. So I'm in on James Robinson. I'm in on Travis Etienne, no matter which team they're on. Where are you guys at here with the Jacksonville Jaguars? Because there are some interesting storylines between Lawrence Ooh. and and obviously the Christian Kirk signing, which broke the NFL forever. Yes. Um, is he, <laughs> let's, 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 let's tackle the Jaguars here because I don't think Kirk is worth it. Well, in terms of their backfield – 
James Robinson is 23. He's a young back. Exactly. Uh, you know, and and all accounts are that he is going to be ready for the start of the season coming back from from one of the what I would think is most painful, devastating injuries. Yeah, in terms that, of I'm Achilles surprised team. that he's coming back. To I but, and just and just a reminder to check out the video that's going to drop later today. Um, if it doesn't drop today, it'll definitely drop tomorrow by Brian Scott at the Injured List podcast because he just wasn't able to make it to here today because of last minute surgery. No, definitely. We'll be talking James Robinson. Definitely check that continue, out. Continue, Absolutely. Continue, Put that at the yeah. top of your to-do list today. Yeah, do do not check out any videos of, of Achilles injuries. No, uh, don't do that. No, 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 no. I, but no. James Robinson, he was such an awesome surprise when he, he busted out two years ago. I know. No one knew. He no, busted no one had out any like idea. no player that's not been drafted has ever done. A complete league-winning type, like, like, like manna from heaven. You yeah, know, two years ago, I got him off the waiver wire, and he was fabulous. And yep. last year, he proved that it was not a fluke. He was no, still scoring sure over did. 12 points a game. He, I mean, he yeah. averaging 4.7 yards a carry, the, the man was still – was still a, a good starting star running back in this league. He somehow yeah. does it quietly too. Right. He doesn't get yeah. the full lot of respect that he other running backs get. Fifteen rushing touchdowns but, in two years. That's why everybody, I, you know, it was such a weird move for them to jump up and. I didn't understand end. it when they did that, and I don't and, understand and, it one I mean, year later. Great, he was he was Lawrence's teammate, and they know each other. And yeah, and, I. Well, I I love, Wait, I love, just, I love Travis Entian because he went to Clemson, but I don't understand him. Right, I'm, but I'm, like, I'm why, why they jumped up to to draft him in the first round? If you're that excited about trying to get somebody that that Trevor Lawrence is familiar with, freaking hire one of his fraternity brothers to shadow him in, in on road games or something. I don't care. You already had James Robinson. They did not <laughs> need to take Etienne, and it sucks that Etienne no, had the list Frank injury last year. But that's part of the problem is that a list Frank injury, those are those are scary, spooky injuries for a professional athlete to have. Um, you know, that you're talking about your feet, you're talking about a guy who's on a running back who who has to be able to cut and everything. Um, and I'm not necessarily convinced everybody's on the Etienne bandwagon this year. And I know I've been the Me. guy so far this this Me. preseason. I've been the fantasy guy who is like trying to pump the brakes on all the it guys this year. I'm not necessarily a giant Javante Williams and Cortland Sutton fan. I'm not, I'm not all in on Etienne, but I just, I don't think that if you've got a healthy James Robinson, I don't think that for where you have to take Etienne, that he's going to necessarily return that kind of value. Right. Now, in Dynasty, I was if thinking you already that had earlier him, with the thought that Robinson wasn't going to be ready. Right. Now right. that he now is, that Robinson's ready and Etienne looks like and I and I'm in best ball draft ready. right now. I could have taken Etienne just a little while ago. I did not do that. No, because I, I'm just unless, it, unless Robinson gets traded somewhere else, like Andrew, you said. It, it, how they going to run both these that, guys in their backfield at the same time? I'm torn between wanting shares of this backfield and wanting to go nowhere near it because mm-hmm. I know what James Robinson can do. Everybody's excited about what Etienne might be able to do and should be able to do, we would think. But if if they're both capable of doing everything that we think they're both capable of doing, who's the guy in that offense? Are you getting right. half a who's running Who's the guy back? because you can't have two studs in your backfield? Not in a backfield. I mean, you can have two starting yeah. court wide receivers. You cannot have two starting wide And they're talking about splitting Etienne wide, which is, you know, the, the, the rage nowadays. But – so this, I just this can't is where, see having both of them in the same backfield. The, this is a perfect example in Dynasty where if I'm going to have a piece of this backfield, you best know I'm reaching for one of them so that I can stack them. Because I look at this backfield, I look at this team, I'm, if I'm going to have one of them, I want both of them. Because when you look at the receivers they have, I don't believe Christian Kirk was worth that much. Uh, come and, on and now. He's not but, a number one wide receiver. Look, Marvin Jones is a nice piece. We know what Marvin I Jones like him. is. I like him um, later so he, in the draft. Yeah. yeah, so he's he's going to be a a reliable option for Lawrence. He's not going to be your number one, you know, blow the top off guy. We've I think we've pretty much got Lavishka Chanel is a yeah. They've got too many receivers in Jacksonville. I mean, yeah, it's a, but, but what I'm saying as a whole, you know, Zay Jones, Laquan Treadwell, Jamal Agnew, right. 
they have a lot of guys that are nice guys. Nice, when I say nice guys. Yeah. I mean like they, they've they, got no Michael nice. Pittman in Jacksonville. Yeah, they're nice because they can play a role on the team that can be a serviceable role, but. When you're looking for playmakers that the team is going to need to turn to in most situations, you're looking at James Robinson and you're looking at Travis Etienne. One of those two. So if one goes down with an injury or if one takes over from the other, one disappoints or if one gets traded, either way, when it comes to this offense, I'm looking – if I'm going to take one of those guys, I'm going to reach for the other – for the counterpart to stack it because – Because you might be I, able to reach for Robinson you know, before everybody realizes that he's healthy. Well, exactly. So, which exactly? So that's I want the backfield here because I think the backfield is going to be valuable. I think Travis, uh, uh, Travis, Trevor Lawrence is going to be uh, useful to them and find them. It's going to have to be better. He's going to pass it to them. Well, that's the thing. I think he's going to pass it to them. I I think they're both going to be useful. um, Absolutely. As long as we're not talking about uh, Ingram, okay? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So, and that's the other thing—the tight end position. You know, you got Evan Engram, who for years now has been a disappointment. You got he's been a disappointment. And okay, let me read this before he had an uneven camp, which means that he sucked. All right, don't do it. it. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Uneven camp means you suck. For the for the for the for the spots and drafts, Engram has been going. I'd much rather no. take a, a Joe. No, Jeffrey. there's a thousand tight ends I would take over there's him. So many, a thousand. so many in that in that same range that I would rather take than Evan Ingram. Yeah. I if hope he proves me wrong. If you're a veteran, sure, I hope because I like him as a player. Camp, so I hope he does too. Okay. I think he's an upgrade over what they had. I think he'll be good for Trevor. I'm an Lawrence. upgrade to what they had. Okay, so but, do you, do you, do you I really think, think that though? Because let's think about how because O'Shaughnessy has some value in fantasy at times last year. Do we think that Engram's going to have? No, I'm serious because he had he had like a handful of games where he. I'm not going to say he popped off, but when it comes to the tight end position, he was serviceable to to play as a streamer. Do we really? Are we really? that confident right now, or should I say you, because you're the one making the point, Chase, and I want to put you in the spot, but are, we, are you really that confident right now that Evan Ingram can give you more than Dan Shaw, uh, Dan, Dan Shaw's Red Sox reporter. You're conflating Dan Arnold and James O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> That's right. We're both, no, I, in terms of talent I'd rather wise, probably take Dan Shaughnessy over <laughs> what they have down there. In terms of talent wise, I think Evan Ingram is the best tight end they've had there in, in a little while. Uh, he's the best but tight end I want since, nothing to do with him. Since okay. early Mercedes Lewis, I would make sure you you, you, you list yeah. this right now. Kevin wants nothing well, to do with. Him. And I I agree with you. I don't either because, like I've said before, at a certain point, guys are who they've shown us who they were. Evan he's Ingram been around was, a while now. Evan and Ingram he... was always that guy in preseason. Every when he was in New York, every flipping year, it was like, oh, this is the year, Evan Ingram. He's so talented. He's so talented. Great. Everybody in the flipping NFL is talented, or they wouldn't got Lane Beaver. That's right. But he wouldn't sign a contract not, for three million dollars a year. What or has Evan Ingram ever shown to tell us he, that he is going to jump up and be that kind of that kind of tight end? Now he's never done that. Is he serviceable occasionally? No. Yes, no. he's occasionally no. serviceable, but you no. never know when that's going to be with him because <laughs> you never know when he's going to be on the field or when he's actually going to go off. I think he's a good player. I think he'll be good for Trevor Lawrence. I think that Trevor Lawrence has to be better by default because they got rid of you know, Mr. Chophouse himself. Uh, <laughs> Urban Meyer, um, <laughs> which is good for him. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I'm hoping that they did not ruin Trevor Lawrence's. That's the fear. Right. That's, I'm that's hoping right. they didn't ruin that's Trevor right. Lawrence. From, they didn't ruin his mechanic. A good quarterback. Okay. I hope, and everything I hope else. They didn't take his superstar potential away. That's right. That's something we're going to have to see coming into this year. But when you look at their receivers, I'm going to disagree with you on Christian Kirk. Christian Ooh, Kirk. Okay. Oh Christian no! Kirk, Christian Kirk scored two points, you know, per fantasy opportunity uh, last year as their arguably their number three receiver. Number two, probably. I know he got more targets than anybody, but that's only because Hopkins was hurt all dang year. Christian Kirk can 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 score fantasy points, and if he's he's going to get more opportunities as the number one wide receiver now, he's their top guy. And I think what you said before about them having 867,000 receivers on their roster <laughs> actually works to his benefit. 
uh, you know, we're again, LaVisca Chenault is turning into one of those guys that every, everybody thinks every year is going to break out, but he's like fourth on their depth chart right now. They've got, yeah, they've got him. He's, they've got I, I, Laquan Treadwell. He's, they've got, it's what we think he is at this point. They're, they're, right. I'm not, I'm not worried about it, but at the same time, he still is a decent receiver. Marvin Jones Jr. is a decent, steady receiver. Zay Jones could be a fun factor in this in I'm this more offense. Interested. I'm more interested in Zay Jones. Than Zay is the Jones I'm more interested in. Absolutely. I think that I think the two of them, the two Joneses, and the, two the, Joneses other, and the other weapons be, that they have could be something. They could plus be something. the threat of their running game. I think that keeps things open enough for Christian Kirk to be a legitimate wide receiver on this team. I'm excited to see. He was what wide receiver, what twenty six or so last year, but not even as the top uh, option on his team. So I think I, Christian Kirk is a, is a top wide. I think he is a starting wide receiver. I think so he's I, a top twenty four type. And if your and if your argument is just the stats of what he did as the number three wide receiver, my argument to counter that, just to play devil's advocate, is you know when you were the number three wide receiver to DeAndre Hopkins, and sure AJ Green was a show pulling himself, stuff but, off, yes. but AJ Green was still a name right. Pull the coverage away from him. If this year he'll be number one or close to it, he's going to draw the coverage this year. Well, and that's the thing because there's no one behind him that on the on the depth chart that really is going to scare defenses. Is I feel like it's going to be easier to t- now. I could be wrong. I could be. I'll be fair to my to him. I could be undervaluing the the athletic skill and talent of Christian Kirk here. Um, he, which, catches, which, he caught almost seventy five percent of the balls thrown his way last year. So and so he's got good hands, but yes. what does he do when he has to face double coverages? And that's what is hit to be seen. He hasn't really had to face the he top has, yeah he hasn't had to have that you know double coveraging him or or any double coverage really. He hasn't had to face that. So I'm curious to see that he could prove but, me wrong. But I that's where does. that's where the threat of their backfield having Etienne Robinson in their backfield. That's where the threat of their backfield comes he in. Could. Yeah, because you're right. if, if, if you're going to devote up. if you're going to devote that much you know to covering Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Marvin Jones, that means that you're not stacking the box against James Robinson and Travis Etienne, and well, you're not and playing them underneath. And, and so now now they can pick you apart that way. They well, could the be a fun offense to watch. They could the, be a fun the, offense to watch if Lawrence can take a step forward. So and then that's where the pass catching threat of the two of them out of the backfield could you're and you're right there could cause the safeties to cheat forward a bit uh, to where they they're not really helping over the top. It lets Christian Kirk get free over the top if he can beat his man or, or whatever the scenario. But it, it could cause some. You're right there, and uh, I did discount that in my point there. So you're 100 percent right there. Um, but I think you made an interesting point that about their offense being good because I think their Jacksonville's defense is also not terrible. Do it's not what it once was. No. Jacksonville can flip the script here and take this division. From but then to, let's goals. go back to the to a point we made with with Malik Willis and Traylon yep. Burks. Christian Kirk is only 25 years old. He's a young oh, yeah. receiver. And so, so if he has a chance to grow with Trevor Lawrence in a dynasty format, Christian Kirk is an intriguing prospect to take forward. Sure. I, I'm I'm in on him from a, from a dynasty and from a fantasy standpoint. I like him this year if you can get him as your wide receiver too. I like him in dynasty going forward period to have on your roster because he is young and because he has a chance to grow with Trevor Lawrence. If you're excited about Trevor Lawrence in any way, you yes. should be excited about Christian Kirk. You know, I, I, I don't disagree with that. And in dynasty format out of all their receivers, Christian Kirk is the guy that I will be most interested in um, for this year. Only uh, it would be Marvin Jones would be really the only guy uh, just because of his steadiness. But yeah, dynasty wise. Sure. Christian Kirk, uh, I don't want to say Marvin Jones as like a starting receiver. I'm talking like a bench depth guy for my redraft league. If we were talking that, absolutely. Uh, but Christian Kirk moving forward, yeah, I don't hate that point that he could grow with Trevor Lawrence because I do believe that Jacksonville has a chance here to to almost take this division by storm because I think they have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball that can do it. And you know, we only got a couple minutes left, so I do want to make sure we touch on Houston here because Houston right. is in a similar boat, but I think a, a year or two behind Jacksonville in that sense to where I like what they got in Davis Mills. He's not a top end like Trevor Lawrence is. No, but, but I think he is a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. And uh, as far as their running backs are concerned, they got way too many of them at this point to determine who of them is any good, if any, and uh, if you can get uh, Cooks, go for it. Oh, Brandon Cooks is, is perpetually Cooks underrated is and perpetually over-delivers. 
Doesn't matter who's throwing to him. The nice no. thing about Davis Mills for Houston is that Davis Mills takes that pressure off them of trying to find quarterback of the future. Because right, because he's cause young, he's, he's very he young. Can, I he think he's completed sixty-six point eight percent of his passes. And you know what that and allows? Who them? knew who Davis Mills was last year? Who knew? And Anybody? You know what that also allows them to do is they can finally, as a team, focus on the defense in the draft, which is a, a weak That's point. That's right. Now, Absolutely right. They can fix the defense in the draft over the next couple of years here. And they already, like you said, Davis Mills, he could turn into, you know, just good enough quarterback to, to carry them through as long as they put enough talent around him. And I love Damian Pierce. They got to sort out the running Damian back. I'm, I'm taking shares of Damian Pierce across the Damian Pierce and Dynasty, yes. the rest of them, I don't want anything to do with it. Oh, I'm what, taking about John, what about John Mechie? What about John Mechie, though, in Dynasty? I know he came up with a leukemia diagnosis this year, and I think we all wish him sure. the best. I think I absolutely we all wish him the full speed. Kind of a you know, gut help, punch to everybody. Is it, cold, is, it, is it super cold of me to say that you can now get him a fantastic value, value in Dynasty? I think it's just unfortunate. Because I, I like the player. I like the player. I like, And you know what? Hey, if anything, like you said, God bless him. I hope his recovery goes well. And he yeah. makes it through this, like, Nobody healthy. wants to hear that kind of a diagnosis. Yeah, and he gets to return to the physical state that he wants to be happy with. Now, it for his right. Now it is, it so is he gets to have a healthy same, life. Forget the football right. part of it. Sure. This yeah, is yeah. not – thankfully, he's in the NFL. He will be able to afford good medical care. It sounds yeah. like he's got a very treatable form of it. Uh, let's just take a step back. Again, I'm no doctor. My wife is. I let her deal with that stuff. But – Let's take a step back and look. It is not the same kind of cancer diagnosis, but James Conner was diagnosed with cancer at an early age as a world-class athlete and was able to beat it and come back. And who is, who has got a lot of value right now in fantasy circles, James Conner. It's not unheard of for a, for a person to come back from this. And he's not the only one in terms of professional athletes who has yeah. beaten cancer and come back and, and been able to, and that's essentially what a leukemia is. He's yeah. not the only one to come back from something like that. So I think that Mechie has value in a dynasty circle. Yep. I, like you said, Great. to be completely cold, clinical and calculating about it, he is his value is going to drop because of this diagnosis. Yep. But I think that there is still value there. I think there is still hope for his future. I'm not shying away from grabbing him and, and taking him. Agreed. And I think that, that, Texans fans, while it's a gut punch for this year, you can still be excited for the future with John Mechie and, and, and yeah. hope that you can and, and at some Texans point see him general, as think. one of your top two as one of your top two players he's going forward. He's got the physical ability and talent to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm interested in. Yes. That's right. So that's right. you know, we unfortunately weren't able to spend as much time on the Houston Texans as the other that's teams. Right. So that, I that was is, I was reading that they're that people are saying they're going to be the worst team in football. I don't think that's true. I don't believe that. I don't believe. I don't that think that's true at all. Um, do you know? Look, do the, look. Is there a chance that they are because of the landscape of the NFL right now? I think so. What I like about the NFL this season is I I feel like as a overall wide range view of the league, it's actually pretty competitive this year. I think there's there's, a, there's more teams ever that have a chance to come out of each division than I think there has been in a, in a long time in the NFL this year. There's going to be more parity. So, in that sense, yes, the Texans have taken steps forward. Do I think they deserve to be called the worst team in the league this year? No. Could it mathematically happen? Sure. It could. Sure. It very well could. They're more likely to than a lot of other teams. Uh, but but I don't Seattle think- is still in the league. Hey, yes. <laughs> let's not get started on that. I already had to deal with that Thursday on the TSS Fantasy Show, so that's yes. enough of that. <laughs> but, uh, but that will wrap it up for us. So, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll spend some time next week uh, just kind of closing out the Houston Texans so that we can we can give them their their due uh, here. But that's going to end it for us this week here on Fantasy Football. Uh, I'm sorry, Belly Up Fantasy Live Dynasty Edition. Uh, we will see you next week, 11 a.m. as always. Uh, real fast. Uh, I'm Andrew LaDuke. You can catch me at, at Real Mr. Mallet on Twitter. Uh, this week I'm going to have some Scott Fishbowl team analysis coming out for teams that requested it, as well as uh, top five and top ten positional rankings for each uh, – I'm sorry, positional busts at each position for, for this year. So be on the lookout, lookout for those articles. Uh, Chase, what do you got going on this week or in the upcoming future that you want to take a second here to plug? Well, like always, check me out, SDT Chase FFB on Twitter. 
I'll give you my takes there before you get to read them. But yeah, check me out on the site, on the Belly Up Fantasy Sports site. We'll have some team previews coming up this week because we've got to get through the entire NFL before week one hits here. So they'll be coming out. That's fantastic. And Kevin, as always, what's going on in baseball land? It's getting, it's getting kind of crazy now. You know, tomorrow's August 1st. And so the, the sprint to the fantasy playoffs is beginning. We have our show tonight. It's at 8 Eastern. I have an article on the fantasy uh, website, uh, Belly Up right now, talking about who I think are the guys that are going to have the biggest impact on the race, either good or bad. It's on the website right now. You guys doing and any trade so, deadline talk? That's exactly what I wanted to We ask would be you. talking trade deadline. You can best believe that tonight. Excellent. So tune in 8 o'clock tonight on these same stations. I'm going to tune in and listen to every player the Red Sox are going to sell. Uh, but <laughs> that is going to do it for us here on this beautiful They're going to get swept morning. by the Brewers today, too. So, yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, last day of July here. Welcome to August. And, hey, That's we, right. got a special, we got a special episode for you next week because next week it is yours truly right here, my birthday. We're going to have some fun with it. We might do some special stuff that Chase, as a little teaser, is going to cook up for us. So be on the lookout for that. Catch us next Sunday, 11 a.m. here on BellyUp.TV, on YouTube, on Twitter, wherever you choose to take us in. We will see you next week. Have a great Dynasty Week, everyone. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the U.K. for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21+. plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.